Hi guys, and welcome back to the Infact Fanatics podcast with your host Jordan Renton. We're back again, episode twenty-nine, and we've got a. Uh, quite a good topic tonight we're back with another English club and that club is Tottenham Hotspur a club that uh, yeah was part of this European Super League or that that, that completely fell apart um, so yeah it'll be quite interesting to discuss about that with the guys tonight um, and we'll also go through how their season has got on and also how they can improve for future seasons so I've got my regular and Ronan Ronan how you doing mate yeah Good. Not bad, mate. Not bad. Looking forward to this one. Plenty of talking points for Spurs. Yeah, it's been quite a mad week, uh, hasn't it, in football? It's been one of those that's just, yeah, there's t- too many headlines to really discuss. Um, obviously, with Spurs, we've got the Mourinho sacking to discuss. We've got, obviously, the Super League, um, which we'll go into more about uh, later in the episode. And we also, well, we, we, we say that we've got um, our usual other co-host, Theo. He's decided to um, get the COVID jab and be ill um, for this podcast. So, yeah, he's not feeling too great. So we're missing him tonight. But we welcome our Spurs fan, and that's Ethan Davies. How are you doing, Ethan? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. Like no, Rose it's, said, loads to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it'll, it'll be good to um, get your opinion uh, from, obviously, a Spurs point of view um, on on how their season's gone and, obviously, your opinion on, on your club as a whole, really. Um, so yeah, so it'll be quite an interesting talking point. Um, so yeah, uh, how what what's your guys' opinions of the Super League then? Um, Ronan, I'll go to you first. What what was your opinion? Obviously, you know, obviously your second club's Liverpool um, was part of this um, or meant to be part of it. What what did you make of it? And do you think it was really selfish of the the club owners um, of these big six and the ones of the European clubs as well? It's a uh, uh, the only word I can describe this whole idea and what these clubs are going to do is vile and disgusting. Vile, that's the word, yeah. vile. Mm-hmm. It's just, they, they were only looking for themselves. Um, apparently this was going to save football, but if anything, it yeah. was only going to save them and it wasn't going to, the rest of football was just probably eventually just going to shut down mm-hmm. after a while. Yeah. Um, it was just so selfish. They already, these clubs are talking about that they've lost money. Everybody's lost money. It's not just these big mm. clubs. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're saying that they need the money, it's like, even though these big clubs have lost money, they're still going to bring in millions every season mm-hmm. because they've got their worldwide clubs that have got so many fans all over the, the world. They've yeah. got massive players that they could sell even if they have to. It's just, it's just pure greed, pure mm-hmm. utter greed. And it's just... And, and my club Liverpool as well I'm, I'm disgusted by them and the way I look at it is like and I'm sure like you guys will agree Ethan will agree being a yeah. Spurs fan being part of it as well that I think we honestly need to get these guys that are running the club out mm-hmm. because I don't agree with the fact of banning the club for any reason or deducting the club's points because it's not that's also punishing the fans and the fans are the ones yeah. that got it stopped Mm-hmm. And the players and the managers have done nothing either, so they don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think there should be a way that we could try and get all these these owners that took part in this out of the clubs because they're clearly have no, no care at all for the fans in the game. They're only yeah. caring about themselves. Yeah, they really don't. They really don't care. I think their apologies mm. said it all, really. Their apologies were quite 
yeah they, they weren't really anything special they were like just saying we did it for the fans it's like no you didn't you didn't do it for your fans the fans didn't mm. want it and you clearly were having thoughts of obviously being elite clubs eliteness um as we should say it's, it's it was just um yeah we're better than the rest of the 14 clubs um in in our in, in the premier league um especially with the six um and i think they really they really didn't view it at all i don't think they really took took the fans into consideration um Ethan, I don't, I don't know what, what's your opinion from a Tottenham point of view because do you think that your club even should be considered an elite club where they are at the moment? Well, I think this for both Spurs and Arsenal, to be mm-hmm. honest, the yeah. fact that like especially this season and prior seasons they've been struggling, mm-hmm. and for them to just suddenly put themselves on like a pedestal above other clubs is just, is just it's just wrong. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this was done behind the scenes, like backroom dealings, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. With all the owners getting together, there was no input from the fans, the team managers, or anything, mm-hmm. which was just wrong. Yeah. And like the worst part about it, I think, was that if this all did happen, think about how gutting that would be for a team like Leicester or West Ham. Yeah, West Ham are doing absolutely amazing this season. They could have a chance to get in the Champions League, but if you did this Super League thing, what what's it all been for? But they're just giving away all the money and the prestige to these other clubs just because they've been invited. Well, those who've worked really hard for years to build up a team are just screwed over yeah. just because of money, like yeah. Brennan was saying. And it, it was I'm, I'm very glad that the fans stood up and mm-hmm. just didn't accept it Yeah, and that it's over now. That's mm-hmm. really good. Although yeah. I think UEFA refused this opportunity to make themselves look like the good guys with all yeah, the abuse. Yeah, yeah, I think UEFA <laughs> got on there. Yeah, UEFA's got a lot to answer for. Obviously, they had the they've done the reforms. Obviously, of the Champions League for 2024, um, yeah. which is actually also like, is it, is it two spaces are going to be for clubs that have failed in the last couple of seasons, or yeah, or the w- one of them I think. It was like for ones that had like money or like yeah. had history yeah. in the Champions League that I've done well. I know. Which is it, like, hang on, what? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not based off on, on sport and merit. And I think I think you. It's not any better than the Super League in it's my not, opinion. It's not, and it, and it's a league as well, isn't it? It's the, mm-hmm. it's the Champions League's become a league table almost instead of groups and and obviously not. No, I just think, yeah, you're spot on with the whole UEFA thing. It's making them look like the good guys, but. They're, in my opinion, they're just as bad. They're I all mean, culpable, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm going to just make a quick point, but like Gary Lineker, who I think he's a brilliant sort of uh, host, brilliant, mm. he's, I think he's really good at what he does. Mm. Um, and he was saying if the Euro- European Super League was to happen, he wouldn't sign any contracts to, to be on it as mm-hmm. host or anything like that because he's totally against it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But mm. he's more than happy to host the World Cup with BBC and promote a World Cup where in a country where there's constant slavery happening yeah. and people dying on building stadiums. Yeah. It's there's like, there. it's just yeah. ironic. Yeah, and you've got obviously Sky being the good guys. And I know that Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher uh, stood out and, and stood up against this and, and rightfully so. And and I do credit them that for, for, for doing that. But when you consider Sky, they, they were the whole reason the Premier League happened. Um, in the end, they're they're part of the problem, um, and I, I I think that's the thing. It's like 
when they're charging, is it forty? Was it fourteen ninety nine for a game Sheffield United versus West Brom? Or, or why 40? would you want to watch that I, game? For a, unless you're a fan. But even if you're a fan, it's the, that's more than probably you're paying for a ticket. Like actually going to the game. So yeah, I think there's a lot there's a lot of issues in the game. Um, and money is 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 obviously it's going to still be a huge part of football, but there needs to be a balance and needs to be a almost a change of heart um, to what's more important. Um, because that's the thing, it's like, I'll go to per- Officer Perez's comments, we'll just talk about this quickly, because um, we also want to get into talk about Tottenham, but Perez's comments, I don't actually disagree fully with what he was saying. He was saying, obviously, the the age of fans, fans don't want to watch football. And to a degree, that's not true, um, because we're all under the age of 24. We all want to watch um, our team's uh, play football. We 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 love football, but the amount of money that it costs to buy a season ticket, to buy a football ticket, it's getting ridiculous. We can't afford yeah. it as the younger generation, so we can't go and see our teams. Even the TV, the TV money is is going up. So to to buy Sky or buy BT or or pay for the for these packages, it's too expensive. So you're mm. he was kind of right, but not in the right way, if you know what I mean. So I don't know if you agree with that. I think that. To be honest, there needs to be a change um, in terms of how much it costs mm. uh, to watch your football team because I think it's pretty, pretty poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, it's it's mental. Yeah, it's pretty mental. But anyway, we'll go on to talk about something else because European Super League it looks dead in the water at the moment. So hopefully it never um, happens again, and hopefully the fans can fight it. I think fan groups are are looking to get the government involved. Um, I don't know what you actually mm. what you think of the fifty one the fifty plus one. Uh, rule that they have in Germany. Um, I think that might be something to hopefully can come in place in this country. I think that would be um, quite a good thing. Ethan, do you think that would be quite a good thing? The similar model to they have in Germany? Uh, I'm not really too familiar with the 50 plus one ruling, but mm-hmm. like German run football is, is pretty good, to be mm-hmm. honest. I think they've always been pretty good with the fans. So mm-hmm. like anything they do, I think if we can copy that, that would be yeah. great. Because <laughs> yeah. they do very well in that aspect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Ronan, do, do you think that might be a good way to go? Maybe kind of have yeah. an involvement in the boardroom? I think the German the German league, Bundesliga, has run brilliantly. Um, they seem to take into consideration a lot of the time what the fans want. Yeah. Um, like Ethan says, I've basically just repeated what Ethan says, but yeah, it's just, I think that's the new way forward, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, well, hopefully we can see more fan involvement um, in your football clubs because I think that's the thing. I think fans want to be more engaged, um, have more of a say on, on what happens. And I think owners should realise that. Hopefully that the, obviously the ownership, te- I think there's a, obviously before you buy a club, there's an ownership test. So hopefully the, the government and and the, um, the FAA and, and the Premier League can get in, involved in, and trying to make it a bit more secure because, yeah, these billionaires are just buying it as a toy almost, and um, these clubs and 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 mm. they're they're obviously their their history and 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 their future. Um, they're really just taking advantage of it. So hopefully, fans can be more involved in their football clubs. Anyway, we'll go on to talk about Tottenham. So Ethan, I'll, I'll come to you then as a Tottenham fan. How did you get into Tottenham then? And what are some of the your your earliest memories of being a Tottenham fan? Uh, well, for a long time. I didn't actually support anyone. I was just watching football as a neutral. But um, I remember watching 
I think it might have been highlights of a game or something. Right. And just, I remember mm-hmm. uh, seeing Jermaine Defoe play. Mm-hmm. Very odd one, I know, but there was something about him that caught my attention. He was so quick, but his mm-hmm. finishing, yeah. he was such a natural finisher. And like, I don't know, I looked at the other, t- the rest of the team, ones like Modric and Van der Vaart and Bale, Dudley King. I looked mm-hmm. at all these and I, and I just thought, this is a good club. I like the philosophy. It was always fast paced, good yeah. football. I like the stadium. I like the can. I just mm. grew to love them. And mm-hmm. that's why I've just like kept going with them. Yeah. So yeah, it, not, not so much. I was from London or anything like that. Just, just watching them. I enjoyed watching them. So yeah. I just kept going with them. No, definitely. That's that was always a good thing. I've, I've, I'm a huge fan of Jermaine Defoe. So being a Sunderland fan, um, he was at our club for yeah. a couple of seasons. And yeah, he was just, he was the main reason we stayed up a couple of seasons before yeah. we eventually went down. Um, but yeah, Jermaine Defoe, that obviously his goal scoring, it speaks mm. for itself. He's, he's in the top yeah. 20 goal scorers um, of, of the Premier League era. Um, and I, I think, yeah, he's a talented player. Um, yeah. Ronan, what what do you what did you ever think? Obviously, when Jermaine Defoe came up against you, were you always fearful that he would score against Liverpool? What what was your opinions of him as well? I've always liked Jermaine Defoe until he signed for Rangers. True, <laughs> um, true. yeah. <laughs> no, um, putting that aside, he's he's a fantastic finisher, as you say. Um, he just he was a great. He's always been a great player under Harry Redknapp. At one point, it yeah. felt wherever Harry Redknapp went, Jermaine Defoe went. Yeah, yeah. the Portsmouth Pomp- thing. Yeah, Pomp- Pomp- Pompey. Yeah, Pompey. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, he's a he's a, a brilliant player, uh, and he's a he's a top lad as well. Yeah. He's, he's a lad. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. He's I like. A good guy. Well, that's the thing as well. He's a he's a good he's a good human as well. Obviously, like when he was at Sunderland, there was the Bl- Bradley Lowry. Um, obviously the wee kids mm. that obviously got cancer and, and sadly passed away but he obviously was a huge part in in obviously being there for Bradley and and it just showed that that he did have a caring heart um that he wasn't yeah. just this just this footballer um and yeah I think Jermaine Defoe he's he's a he's a top guy um so hopefully he'll get remembered by both Tottenham fans and Premier League fans um because yeah he's a he's a really good good player um is there any other players that really stood out for you then you mentioned obviously van der vaart modric king there ethan is is there anyone else that stands out for you yeah i was always a fan of uh ludley king because i as i was growing up i was always taught to be a defender whenever i play football because my dad was mm-hmm. and i just i really liked ludley king i always felt sorry for him though because he could have been so good but his injuries held him back yeah. which mm-hmm. was such a shame Mm-hmm. But I, I love the players like Modric, such a good player on the ball in his passing ability. Van der Vaart always seemed to have that bit of magic to get Tottenham a point or or yeah. free whenever he played. I just I just really liked the players at the time. I just remember being like, yes, this is this is a good team with like good attacking. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, there's one player that I'll I'll bring up there now, but we'll talk maybe a bit more about later as well. Is yeah. Gareth Bale, obviously the return of yes, of, yes, obviously. Um, obviously his first stint at Tottenham. What did you make of that? And and did you think that he went too early to Real Madrid, or, or what was your opinion of of Gareth Bale? Uh, I absolutely loved Gareth Bale. I loved his his slow rise to becoming left back and then going to the wings and then becoming the talisman. Just like whenever he cut in from the right, that special left foot curler, he did it mm-hmm. like three times in one season and it was mm. amazing to watch. And like, oh, I, I was really sad when he left, but 
I didn't blame him because, especially in that season, like he was doing everything. Like yeah. the only reason we would win games is when he'd pull out an absolutely incredible goal. Yeah. And I think I remember there was a goal, I think it was against Norwich, where he ran the entire length of the pitch, getting mm-hmm. past almost everyone and then scoring, mm. winning us the game. And like I could sense his frustrations that yeah. like everyone else just was kind of letting him do everything. Yeah. So though I was sad to see him leave, I am happy for him because he managed to get trophies. Mm-hmm. And like he deserves those trophies, those Champions Leagues. He got the, I think he got a La Liga as well, and maybe a Spanish Cup. He got what he wanted. He got the Champions so, League as well. Got a couple, a couple of Champions Leagues. Can't forget. Oh, yeah, after ten years of a wait for Real Madrid, he got them. Like, was it three in a row? Yeah, maybe? three in a row was with him and Ronaldo. Um, and that overhead of... kick as well. Yeah, that, that he scored. Incredible. What a goal! Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think that's the thing. I think Gareth Bale. You think that. Obviously, his time at Madrid, I think, is coming to an end. He never really... Yeah. Obviously, he gets blamed for being too involved with his golf, um, more so. Um, and also being... Not learning the language, learning the Spanish language, which a lot of like Madrid people uh, think you should do. You should be involved in... I in... kind of get that one. Yeah. Because like, whenever people come over to England, they learn the language quite quickly. Like You, yeah. you kind of got to do the same, haven't you, when you go over to yeah. another one. So, yeah, I do get that. But the Madrid fans were overly horrible to him about a lot of things, even though the man was winning the trophies yeah. left, right and centre, but it didn't matter to them, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that, a lot of things don't matter to Madrid fans. and, and Apparently not. No. General, so, <laughs> so that's that's kind of the case. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a good way to um, get a background on you then, um, Ethan, uh, on how you came to like Tottenham. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those. So, um so many good players that have, have come from, from the club. Um, and yeah, we've, we're seeing a team now that are maybe faltering a wee bit, but hopefully we can see them rise again. Um, but we're going to talk about them in a bit. We'll talk about the board. Obviously, we've, we've discussed the Super League. We, we won't go into that as much. Ethan, w- what do you think of the, the, the Tottenham board then? Obviously, you've got owned, is it Joe Lewis um, of Enoch? Um, I think he owns the club, but Daniel Levy is is the main chairman, obviously, mm. and makes a lot of the, the important decisions for the club. What do you make of them, obviously, moving stadium as well? Um, and what's just your general outlook on, on the board? Do you, do you think that there needs to be a change soon? Um, well, I think that this this question, it's very easy for like a fan to look from the outside and be like, oh, they've got to go. You know, they've done, they've done this thing. They've made a mistake. They've got to go. But I think what you've got to look at is the fact that they've not only got to run it as a football club, mm. but they've also got to run it as a business. Yeah. And one thing, I, like you might have any criticism about Daniel Levy, about like his transfer policies, not spending enough money and like his sometimes his decisions. But mm-hmm. one thing you can say is he does run a very good ship because mm-hmm. the, the fact is, he's built this stadium. He's got Tottenham into this amazing stadium. He's been really financially shrewd for so many years, while at mm-hmm. the same time keeping us competitive. There's a lot of hard decisions behind the scenes he has to make. Now, obviously, the Super League was an awful, terrible decision. Mm-hmm. But I think you've got you, you to gotta be careful what you wish for as a Spurs fan, because you're saying, yeah, get them out, change. But then who do you change them for? Mm-hmm. I did do a complete rerun of the club, like yeah. from the inside out. Because mm-hmm. what's that going to do to Tottenham? Yeah. It could make them get in a worse position than they are now. Yeah. At the moment, Tottenham are in a situation where they're having to rebuild again. Mm-hmm. Like after everything that's been going on, do you really mm-hmm. want to tear out the core of that? 
mm-hmm. and make it like completely from the ground up. I don't think it's that desperate yet. Now, yeah. obviously, there's got to be some sort of like, you know, maybe disciplinary or some sort of action taken for the decision made. Mm-hmm. But I think you got to think about it a bit more carefully because it's easy to get like in the heat of the moment and like call for someone to, to get out, which I think happened with Arsenal and Wenger. Mm-hmm. Like, because they got in the heat at the moment, they wanted yeah. Wenger out, even though he was consistent. And now look at them, yeah, down yeah. the bottom. And yeah. it, it's, I think it's similar. You got to be careful with just throwing someone out because yeah. it has quite a big implication. So while his decision making recently abysmal, especially, <laughs> I'll get, maybe get onto Mourinho later. But yeah, we'll get into that. But... Yeah, but like I think be careful with like this because. It's quite a lot to ask for to reform everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that now that you've built the new stadium, there is obviously a more aesthetic to the club that's a bit more attractive to to, to mm. billionaires really because it would it would take a billionaire to come and buy um, yeah. Tottenham Hotspur now. Um, and and that's the thing is that the owner Joe Lewis he, he, he's about his net worth is four point nine billion, so he's he's got money there. Yeah. Um, he, he can spend money if he if he wants on this club. Um, obviously Daniel Levy, I think he's been quite uh, as you said shrewd with it, with his with his money. Um, I think what I like about Tottenham is that they've not gone and spent loads of wages on players. I think Harry Kane's obviously the most paid player as the captain. I think he's on probably one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty thousand a week. But compared to some of the other top six, as as we as we know, there's these super clubs supposedly. Um, compared to them. There's it's it's quite a lower wage budget, um. So yeah, it's 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 shrewd business from him, and I think he's done well at that. Um. So we'll see what happens. Ronan, what do you make of of Daniel Levy? Do you think he's um a good chairman for for Tottenham, and do you think he should remain as the chairman for for a few more seasons? Um, I take everything that Ethan said into consideration, and I, I do understand a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But I think the guy's hopeless. I don't think he has a clue about. I, I don't think he has a clue about football. I mean, I watched that all or nothing documentary, mm-hmm. and he just looked like a total dafty. <laughs> he did honestly, mm-hmm. and it's just like I think he needs to go out. Putting us putting aside the whole European Super League, I've always thought he needs to go. And yeah. I I understand he's done a lot for Spurs, this mm-hmm. new stadium, and but his biggest mistake was letting go of Maurizio Pochettino. Um, no yeah. question he yeah. should never have that, done that every manager I 100% through, agree it, it, every manager goes through a blip mm-hmm. I mean every manager they, they that's the time where the fans and the, the sort of club need to back the manager the most to get back to find his his form again and get back to the way he was and it just Pochettino, all Pochettino needed was a bit more backing that was mm-hmm. it and yeah. they just mm. they just didn't do it. And I understand that they spent a billion pounds on a, a stadium. They've literally just spent that. But if you want to keep one of the best managers in the world at your club, you have to give him what he wants, yeah. or else he's not going to be able exactly. to do what what he yeah. what his plan is to do. So getting rid of Pochettino was kind of the last straw, in my opinion, when they should have went right. <laughs> Daniel Levy needs mm. to go somehow because he's just. As much as he's brought the club up, I think he's the one. He's the cause of bringing it back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I totally agree. I think yeah. getting rid of Pochettino was a mistake. I do think Pochettino mm. did look a bit tired. I think, but I think that might be down to not getting the transfer funds to reinvigorate the squad. I think the squad did need um, a bit more done to it in order to make it a yeah. more. Um, 
competitive team that can really push on. Um, I don't know what you think, Ethan, um, of of Ronan's comments there. No, I 100% agree with the Pochettino thing because that man did so much for the club and he mm-hmm. and he is the one that made us so competitive and so amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. And it is the thing like Ronan was saying with that backing, like, yeah, it, it was crushing after the Champions League, but that's when you need to be backed up by, you know, behind the scenes staff and stuff because you've seen what he can do, get you to a Champions League final mm-hmm. and get you to the final of a cup. You've, you've seen that and that is when you do need the backing. Yeah. Like he said, he did look tired. I don't know whether that meant he was like void of ideas, or, but like at, at the same time, mm-hmm. he's just done so much. You've got to at least try, like at least see him out to the rest of that season, even though he was struggling. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it was a difficult one because a lot of fans, I think, were getting very frustrated, especially after being from a Champions League final to then struggling to even get a result against like Brighton or the clubs mm-hmm. at the, near the bottom. Yeah. So while well, you kind of get the um, not so much panic decision, but the like decision to like try something new. At the same mm-hmm. time, you need to back up the manager that has got you to that final only a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. I think as, as well. Oh, sorry, Ronan. Um, but what I was saying there is that I think the team he also inherited as well. Like the team he inherited was like Nabil Bentaleb, Chiriches at the back, yeah. and it was like some of the players he had were so poor. They weren't at the standard that you needed them Absolutely. and he brought mm. so many players through Harry Kane obviously he became a regular um, he, he brought Deli Alley through um, obviously yeah. MK Dons um, they made him so much better um, so yeah I think it's one of those where they had so many he'd done so many things for that club um, and the way they treated him I think was was quite poor um, so we're, we're going to talk well Ronan were you about to say something else or I was just going to quickly say, just like Ethan was saying, like in those moments when you lose that Champions League final, it hurts massively. Mm-hmm. But that's, like you say, when you have to back your manager and your club the most, and that's where they failed. The perfect example of that is Liverpool. They got to the Champions League final against Real Madrid, mm-hmm. the famous Loris Carius final. Yeah. And then the season yeah. in the summer, they bring in a top-class goalkeeper and they go yeah. on and win the, the, the Champions League that season. They yeah. bring in bring in Virgil van Dijk in the January and it's just like that's when you need to be back to most because that's you got to your strongest point right we've lost the final but let's just get back to a wee bit more and we go again and if we got to the final yeah. last year that a backing there's a great chance we'll get there again yeah. and that's where Daniel mm. Levy's failed for me yeah yeah and the thing is as well you get to that Champions League final that gives you pulling power to get in the big players but for some reason Tottenham always fail to get that big marquee signing. Like all they needed really to kickstart was get someone big in, maybe a world-class centre-back or someone in the midfield mm-hmm. or, you know, just someone to kickstart, but yeah. didn't get any of that. Yeah. Well, and, like, I, I, Liverpool I, I, did a great job of that, like Ronan said, of just getting in those players. Yeah, definitely. I, I did like the signing of Ndombele that they made, obviously, at that point. I thought he was one of the ones that yeah. stood out um, in that summer, I think, when they bought him. Um, but obviously we've seen it took him a year to, to bed in, and now he's a really good player, mm. obviously a regular for Tottenham now, yeah. um, so he's a talented player. But yeah, they needed more of that. They needed almost two, three, well, probably three or four um, of them players alongside yeah. Son and Kane that they already had. So they probably needed a few more um, in that kind of area or, or that kind of quality um, to, to really 
bed into their side, especially at centre back, where we can see that they're really struggling at the yeah. moment in defence. Um, so we'll go on to talk about the manager that's just departed. That isn't Mauricio Pochettino, obviously. Um, that is Jose Mourinho, um, who they brought in to replace Pochettino. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, Ethan, I'll get your opinion first. When he arrived as Tottenham manager um, initially, what was your first thoughts? And what are your thoughts of, obviously, um, since he's left um, only just last week? Well, when he arrived, my first thought was like, Oh, we've got Mourinho. <laughs> like I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to get a manager like him, but like I, I was like cautiously optimistic because obviously he was a serial winner. He's won mm. at every club he's been at. So I thought, oh, if anyone is gonna get us to win a trophy, surely it's Mourinho. That was the thought process I went into. But then some, like something, kind of made me doubt. And it was the first game against West Ham because Mourinho is such a good manager at like controlling his team and getting them to hold on to the win, keep a clean sheet. But when they were 3-0 up and like they can see two goals and nearly blow it, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, that doesn't seem like Mourinho. Like be, just conceding those two goals. Well, at first I thought like, oh, maybe it's just he's got to sort the defence out a bit. Mm-hmm. But then as you say, now that he's gone, I look back at that result and nothing really changed. There was a brief period, like at the start of this season, like there was like five or so games where we were doing really well defensively and it looked like it was changing. And then it just all went again. The defense just absolutely crumbled again. We were like, like against West Ham, 3-0 up, somehow losing the lead, drawing 3-0, beating Newcastle comfortably, give away a penalty, one all. So many draws that didn't need to be draws. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking... If Mourinho isn't able to get this team to keep a lead, I don't know what's going to happen at this point. Because mm-hmm. like the defense was just shoddy. Yeah. So when he left, I was like, maybe, maybe it just didn't work. Maybe for this team, it just doesn't work to do that style. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't think he should change his style a bit to get the results. At that point, I was like, I kind of understand it. But the timing was atrocious yeah you have a chance to have a man who has won trophies everywhere to get a cup for tottenham after so many years of waiting and you sack him a week before (laughs) not even like not even a month before not even given time a week before and then you throw a 29 year old who has never managed in the premier league to take on a final yeah. And it's against, like, against against the, <laughs> the, the to be champions as well against Manchester City. It's not against a a, a team against Pep think... Guardiola of all yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was a strange one. I think a lot of people said rumours that it was to do with the Super League. That obviously the announcement was made and and that Mourinho had rebelled against it. Um, that it was it was him. That that's the reason he got the sack. Um, again, that's not been confirmed, and whether that is true is is, is up for debate. But it is strange, obviously. If you were going to do it, you would have done it. If they were going to sack him, they would have done it after Dynamo Zagreb, after they went out uh, in the Europa League. You think that's when they would have done it if they were to sack him? Um, yeah. And it was strange that... Which, they kept... by the way, was a ridiculous result. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, it was... That it, it was... Zagreb result. Yeah, it wasn't good enough. It, it really isn't good enough. Um, and I think, personally, I think Jose Mourinho, I think he's done now in the Premier League, personally. Uh, Ronan, would, would you say that Mourinho's done now in the Premier League? Do you think that... There's any hope for him to to really get a job here, or or where do you think he's is 
is teach your lies, really. It's a difficult one, that one. Um, I, I feel a bit sorry for Jose Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, like, uh, again, like, everything that Ethan said is, is spot on. It's like, the timing was atrocious. Mm-hmm. I know he did terrible in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. And I know results hadn't been going from his like one win in his last six Premier League games or something. Mm. So that's not great, but no, you, you don't sack Jose Mourinho when your next match is a cup final. Yeah. That is yeah, that is just ludicrous. It's mm-hmm. like what like if anyone is gonna beat Pep Guardiola in a cup final, it's, it's gonna be Jose Mourinho. Mm-hmm. He's the exactly, only one yeah. he's he's the only one that's actually ever done it against Pep Guardiola. So, yeah, I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense at all. And again, that's why I go back to the point that I think Daniel Levy is just that he's just he just because, doesn't yeah. football. He doesn't get it at all. Mm-hmm. And then um, mm-hmm. I just I feel sorry for him. I think he yeah I, I don't think he had enough time. I get what you're mm-hmm. saying about the defence and all that, but he only had one summer in mm-hmm. a January yeah. transfer window. I think. You get, in my opinion, like I know football is not like this now, but I think you've got to give a manager at least three windows before you think about sacking them. Yeah, because he, like he didn't really have an, a lot of time to kind of get his defence mm-hmm. sorted. They brought in was who was it? Uh, is it Joe Roden? Yeah, Joe Roden yeah, and Hoiberg were, I think, the big. Yeah, ones. Hoiberg's been a great signing. I've got to admit, mm-hmm. I think he's been really good at Spurs, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, in terms of the defence, he's only brought one in and he, he clearly wasn't backed enough mm-hmm. either, I don't think, mm-hmm. yet again. He didn't get the money that he... He didn't get much money. So I know they brought in Gareth Bale, who's a phenomenal player, but mm-hmm. uh, he still is, but he's not the Bale that that was at Spurs before. He's past his peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I just feel for him. I think he deserved more time. Uh, the thing is, you know Jose Mourinho, you know what you're getting. You're, you're going to get player fallouts you're going to get yeah like ugly football part of the bus but the one thing that he does get you is trophies, trophies. so yeah the fact that you sack him the, the week before the final is just ludicrous um yeah i'll never understand that in terms of where josie's going to go next i could see him getting another job in italy mm. um, yeah. yeah potentially i don't know if he'll go to germany he's never been to germany i wonder if yeah. he would maybe give it a shot I'm not sure. He, I don't think he would go to anyone but Bayern. Um, and they're getting Julian Nagelsmann now. Um, there's yeah. I don't that's know also a blow for Tottenham. I <laughs> yeah, wonder if, yeah. if I, I don't know. Like, I, could, I, like, I, I don't know if like, a, I think, a Leipzig would go for him. Probably not. Because Leipzig are an exciting team to watch as well. Yeah, so they probably want yeah. a manager that's exciting, plays exciting football as well. Yeah. Personally, I actually think Jesse Marsh is going to get that job. But that's a different mm, story. That would be quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. But... Um, I mean, there's been rumours this week that Jose, uh, Celtic have approached Jose Mourinho. I mean, if that yeah. happens, mm. I would actually take him at Celtic. I'm mm. not even lying. Uh, I think he's exactly what Celtic need. But, I mean, I don't know where he's going to go. Yeah. But but I don't know about yours, but when he had his interview the day he got sacked, there was something different about it. Usually Mourinho never speaks when he gets sacked. And he mm. went on Sky, like, he, he spoke to Sky Sports. He didn't say much, no. but it just felt different. And to me, it sounded as if, as much as it's not been said, I think part of it was to do with this European Super League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. He seemed relaxed. Like, actually, when he left, he seemed relaxed. And 
that is kind of a weird thing to happen after being sacked, which kind of tells you there's a lot that was going on probably behind the scenes. Kind of probably does show that Super League may have had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I don't think Jose Mourinho would even want a job in the Premier League after this, to be honest. I think he'll just want to go to a completely different league. The only Premier League club I see him at is Wolves um, because yeah. of the Portuguese kind of links with, yeah. uh, obviously, um, who's the agent again? Middle. No, the oh, agent. The, who's the agent that's obviously behind it? Uh, oh, I forgot his name again. It's It'll come to me later, but um, obviously they've got a Portuguese philosophy there um, to, to be... And I think he would suit that, really. Um, I think Nuno could be going to another club soon. I think he's ready for maybe a new step in his in his career. So that's the only Premier League club. I think the Portuguese national job is probably, after this Euros, I could see a lot of national teams uh, opening up. And I think that might that be... That could be interesting um, to see quite, him. Quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and the only other one is a return to Inter Milan. Um, obviously won the champ the, the treble there with them before. Antonio Conte obviously there at the moment. But and if they win the league, I think Conte will stay past the summer. But you know within the Milan clubs they're quite um quick to to, to dismiss their managers even after success. Um mm. so I think that could be a possibility for him to return there, obviously with yeah. the goodwill he has. Yeah. I don't know what's happened to Mourinho. Like in my opinion, even at the moment, he's one of the he's still one of the greatest Premier League managers of all time, in my opinion. He really is. Yeah. I mean, the things Definitely. that he did with Chelsea, he just came in so confident. And then like even at Manchester United, when he said finishing second with Manchester United is my greatest ever achievement in football, everyone laughed at him at the time, but when you look now, it was. It really was. Yeah. Winning the Europa League and finishing second with that team was Unbelievable, yeah. especially but, when Man City were so strong as well. Yeah, yeah. ever since, ever since uh, he stint at Real Madrid, something he's lost something because he was a mad, he was a manager that produced magic, and but mm-hmm. he's he's lost something ever since then. He's not been the same. Yeah, but he's still a fantastic manager. He's of course he still has high standards, but mm-hmm. there's something he's lost. But I, I like him. I still like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've never been a huge fan of Josie. And and as you said, that we'll see where he goes next. Um, the, the agent, the football agent is Jorge Mendes um, or George Mendes. That's that's what I was um, thinking of. And I think he is Mourinho's agent. So that could be quite an interesting thing if Nuno was to move on from rules. Um, I could see that being a possibility. Um, but we'll go into the people Tottenham are linked with as the, the, the man to take over uh, the team. Obviously, the bookies have got Eric Ten Hag um, from Ajax. We've got Maurizio Sarri as well in second. Brendan Rodgers was in third, but he's now ruled out yeah. himself out of that job. Obviously, doing a fine job at Leicester. Um, Nuno Espirito Santo is number four. Uh, Graham Potter at Brighton is Scott Please, no. <laughs> Scott Parker is sixth. Um, Ryan Mason is seventh. Worse. Ryan Mason's in seventh. And then we've got Max Allegri, Rafa Benitez, and Eddie Howe as the other three uh, mentioned. I think Potter is actually a better shout than I don't think he, I don't think he's the worst, but I do think he needs some more time at Brighton to see how he gets on. I think he is a, a more exciting manager than people give him credit for. Um, I think Scott Parker and Ryan Mason's a ridiculous shout and, and should never be. On yeah, I don't know why Scott Parker's there. Like, <laughs> but I, I I think Parker's doing okay at Fulham. I think he's unfortunate with with how it's going at the moment. But I think hopefully he can stay. I like him. And, and, and I do like that. him. 
I like oh, him. That's just not a big enough job. It's too yeah, big a job. Yeah, for yeah. Too, he, he needs. Yeah. You're managing someone like that in the future if he does well. Yeah, but yeah. You can, yeah I, I like Parker, but too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely too soon. But we'll talk about mainly the, apart from Brendan Rogers, the four that were mentioned, or the the three others um, that really are in that list. So Eric Ten Hag, uh, Ronan, I'll go to you with this guy. Obviously, he's been at Ajax for a little while now. He took them quite far in the Champions League a couple of seasons ago. Um, what do you make of him? And do you think that would be a good appointment for, for Tottenham? Yeah, uh, it would be a good appointment. Um, he's Ten Hag's obviously brilliant at working with youngsters, bringing young players through, and I think Spurs have tried to do that, so he could continue that. I think he's a good manager. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a big blow that Bayern have just got Nagelsmann because I think he would have been first choice. I think he would be yeah. perfect for Spurs. I really think he'd have been perfect. But uh, yeah, Ten Hag's a good shout. Actually, I didn't actually think of him. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Um, I'm, I, I think he's a good manager. Would he leave Ajax for Spurs? Obviously, Spurs are probably a bigger club financially. Obviously, um, but ugh, I don't. I don't know if he would. Would he suit Spurs? I, I'm not sure. I'm not mm. sure. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a difficult transition as well from the Dutch mm. league to the English league because I think we've had managers in the past make that transition and have just. Mm. not worked so mm-hmm. it's 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 always risk i think going going to that league and like <laughs> i haven't really i don't really know much about him so i can't really say much but yeah, yeah to be honest i'd take anyone at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a bit of a risk um obviously and i think tottenham are more known for their dutch players coming in and failing um i remember vincent jansen is one of those players that oh vincent jansen vincent jansen i feel sorry for that guy anyway, <laughs> <obviously>. yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you do. But um, we'll see what happens with Ten Hag. I think he is a, a decent shout. Um, probably needs a new chapter in his career. Um, so, yeah, I think Tottenham's quite a good step for him. Maurizio Sarri, we'll go into him next. I, I don't think this is a, a really good option. I think it, it didn't work mm. out at Chelsea, and I don't think it will work out at Tottenham either. And mm. even at Juve, it didn't really work out after that as well. So, and I think the the fact that you fire Jose Mourinho and then you get Sarri is just a very weird yeah. swap because they're kind of similar in like how they have their tactics and those are their regiment that's their plan. Very, yeah, very regimented. Yeah, yeah. So it just wouldn't really make sense to get rid of one and then bring in a similar one. So I think yeah. if they're going to get anyone in, probably someone with like different ideas, you know, someone mm-hmm. maybe more attacking or yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's one other player, uh, one, one other player, one other manager that was mentioned. Um, so it's Nuno Irrespetu uh, Santo. Um, I can't say his name. I'm man alive. What's happening today? Um, so the, the Wolves manager, uh, Nuno. Um, what do we make of him, guys? Do you think that would be a good step? Um, obviously, a, a Premier League manager already experienced. Um, do you think that would be a good option, Ethan? He's done very well at Wolves. Mm-hmm. He's he's done very good there, but I don't know whether that a lot of that is down to the Portuguese factor, mm-hmm. the, the getting the those class Portuguese players in and really building the team. Because even when in the Championship, they mm-hmm. just they swamped that, came up with the same players and still did well. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not sure because recently, like I, Wolves have been going a little bit down from what yeah. they were before. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know if that's like fatigue in the Premier League for him. 
Mm. Or something I, like that. I, I think it's more to do with Jimenez, though. Obviously, the injury to their main talisman. True, yeah. When, lose, when you lose someone like that, I think it's going to have an impact on the squad. So I think we'll mm. see them if they have a whether they'll need a replacement for Jimenez in the summer um, or when he returns. I think we'll see a Wolves side back fighting and, and showing a bit more. Um, Losing Jota is a massive blow for them as yeah, well. Yeah, Diego Jota as well. So I think mm, they have yeah. lost a lot this year and I think it'll be interesting uh, to see how they do next uh, season, whether that be with Nuno or not. So, um, yeah, I'll be quite I think interested. it'd be Yeah, I think it'd be interesting if we did have Nuno. I'd like to mm. see what he would do. I think it'd be quite it's, an interesting one. It's the same. Nuno, if you're talking about wanting to go down the same lines as Pochettino, Nuno's a perfect manager to go. Like, mm. I mean, Levy brought in Pochettino and he had a, a, a great couple of seasons at Southampton. You're taking a risk, but the risk yeah. worked out and he's now one of the best managers in the world. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to follow that footpath, I think Nuno's a, quite a solid manager to go for if you want to go with that same philosophy. Problem is, it will need time. The same time Pochettino needed. Yes. Um, yeah, so whether he gets that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's just, I know you want to move on, Jordan, but I really like that shout of Rafa Benitez. I think he's a very safe option. I think he I could agree, make, actually. I think he could make them competitive. I really do. Mm-hmm. And that's not me talking about, not, not with my sort of Liverpool-tinted <laughs> glasses on. Like I just <laughs> genuinely think he's a very good manager. And I think, mm-hmm. He was Newcastle was too small. Newcastle are a big yeah. club, but he should have been at a better club than Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And I actually think he would. I think he would do a good job at Spurs. I think he's mm. a dark horse to actually get the mm. job. Mm. Yeah, because he did well at he did well at Chelsea, but like they, I don't think he got enough credit at Chelsea. Like because no. that team was in turmoil, and then he they gets in Euro- Europa League. Europa League and won it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. I like that shout. I really do. Yeah, I yeah. Do it's, like that. it's not it's a bad shout. shout. Yeah, definitely not a bad shout by the bookies. But um, obviously he's linked with a lot of jobs. So I think that's why he's there. Um, mm, the yeah. other managers, I think, obviously not out of a job, but I think there's other managers out there that are with a shout. I think there's a couple of Spaniards. Um, Real Sociedad's manager Al Al um, I think he's done a fine job at Real Sociedad and might be worth taking a, a, a shot on. He's 49 years old, so he's still quite a young mm. manager. Yeah. Um, and he's done a fine job. Marcelino as well. He's at Athletic Bilbao. He's only recently joined. Um, he was out with a job, but uh, did a fine job at Valencia and is doing okay at Athletic Bilbao. So we could see how he gets on. But that might be another option for for um, Tottenham to go for. Um, and there's obviously managers in Germany um, that we've, we've not mentioned. I think there's um, Adi Hütter um, at uh, Frankfurt. He's doing a fine job. Frankfurt are obviously in, in real competition for, for getting into the Champions League spaces. So I definitely think he's a, a good option. Um, and then there's so many guys in France that, that are doing a fine job as well. Um, mm, yeah. I think Monaco's guy that um, was at Bayern before. Who, who was the manager before? Um, what you got again? Guy that was at Bayern Munich, Ronan. Do you, what was his name again? I forgot his name. Oh, it's gonna. What one before? Before Hansi yeah, Flick. Yeah, before Flick. Who was it again? That was it. He's at Monaco um, now. Uh, the older guy went. To, uh, give me a sec. This is gonna bug us for ages. It, 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 it really is. It really <laughs> is. Oh, what is it? Kovac, that's it. Nico Kovac, Kovac, that's it. Nico Kovac, he's doing a fine job at Monaco. Only recently joined mm. uh, Monaco, but I think to go to maybe a club like. Um, like Tottenham Hotspur, he, he was at Frankfurt prior to Bayern Munich as well and, and got them to a Champions 
uh, a Europe Europa League uh, semi final or final. Um, he done he done a fine job there. So yeah. yeah, I think there's some good options out there. Um, it's whether Tottenham have got the money to, to pull these managers out of their clubs. Yeah. Um, you were saying about Nagelsmann earlier, Ronan, and I would have said Nagelsmann's a fantastic manager, but you've seen what how much Leipzig are wanting Bayern Munich to pay for him twenty five million for a manager. Wow, it's, really? It's pretty ridiculous. So I think I think Daniel Levy would have been saying no to that um, because yeah, Daniel Levy wouldn't have been... Very shrewd with the money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would have been doing that for the manager. Um, but he did pay Jose Mourinho probably £36 million to get out of his, of his contract. So um, clearly doesn't... That, that decision as well, £36 million for him to leave and put them yeah. in a worse position than they're yeah. already in. <laughs> yeah, it's quite an interesting decision. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on from managers. There's some good options out there for Tottenham. Eric Ten Hag is the, obviously the bookies' favourite. Um, but we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks probably it'll be in the summer i think i think that might be a good way because yeah the season done it's pretty much done and um, Tot- tottenham's hope is to get into europa league really um if they can get top six and that's, that's see, where they want to be. i always disagree with that i think you're better getting the manager in now gives them three four yeah. games to evaluate your squad and then true. he's got a good chance to no, see what he wants summer yeah, i always think that I can go either way, yeah. Summer, yeah. But yeah, I think that's a better idea. But yeah. anyway, we'll see. It's whether you it's whether you, you rush getting your manager in, that's the only thing is is whether mm-hmm. you rush. But anyway, we'll move on to the squad though, because this squad, yeah, it really is <laughs> repaired. Um <Yes. laughs> we look at the, the current the current team. Um so in goals we've got Hugo Lloris as the is the captain, um, and yeah. Joe Hart as the backup. We've also got it in centre back. Davinson Sanchez, Eric Dyer, Toby Alderweireld, uh, Joe Roden, young guy that came in from Swansea, Tanganga as well, quite young. Left-back, Sergi Reguilon and uh, Ben Davies, I think they're quite good left-backs, as well as Danny Rose, who's still at the club. Um, Serge Aurier <laughs> and Matt Doherty, as well as right-backs. Um, in midfield, we've got the likes of Harry Winks, uh, Tangai Undumbele, uh, Hoybierg, Lo Celso, Suzuko, and Deli Ali as well as an attacking midfielder. Um, who I think it'll be quite interesting to get your guys' opinion on Deli Ali. Um, we also look at uh, the attack, the, the attack of Hugh Son, Bergfein, Moura, Gareth Bale currently on on loan. Um, Eric Lamella is still at the club as well. Um, and we've got forwards, <laughs> main man Harry Kane, and also Carlos Vinicius as his backup. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll go on to the the captain Hugo Lloris. Um, I said it, I think. I was saying it before, um, and I've, I've said it a number of times. I think there needs to be there needs to be a change um, in the number mm. one position at Tottenham. I think Hugo Lloris is, I think, making more mistakes after more mistakes now. Yeah. Um, I think when you look at his season, um, this current season, it's yeah, he's conceded thirty-eight goals in thirty-three games, ten yeah. clean sheets, which is decent. Um, mm. I think that's tenth in the league in terms of clean sheets. Um, so it's not too bad. I think they're um, time with the likes of Burnley. Um, I think there was another, I had it up earlier. Um, I think it was like Burnley, Aston Villa, um, a number of other clubs that are in and around the top half. Um, so it's not too bad, but yeah, I definitely think Hugo Lloris is 34 now. He's not getting any younger. I think it's time to look mm. for a replacement. Harry Kane yeah. can become your captain as well. I think he could become the captain. Obviously, he's captain for England. Um, so I think definitely uh, an option there to, to, to change captain as well. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, I would look for a goalkeeper. Um, Ethan, what's your opinion then on Hugo Lloris? Do you think there needs to be a change? In, and is there any other shouts of goalkeepers that you've got in mind that you'd like to see come in? 
I've been a fan of Hugo Lloris for years. I've loved the man. He came in reasonably young for a goalkeeper and he's just, he had a level of consistency and class about him for years. But like you were just saying, he's getting old. He's making a lot more mistakes. And the problem is with Tottenham's goalkeepers mm-hmm. at the moment, you, like you said, you've got uh, Lloris, 34, and his backup is Joe Hart, who is also getting quite old. And you do have Gazaniga, but he's actually older than a lot of us actually expect. I think he's like it's, 27, 28. Yeah, is he currently on loan or is he, is, did they sell him? Because I thought, like, I've seen him that he's at another club now, but I don't know if they've loaned him out or sold him. I, if he has been sold, that's a surprise to me. That's even more reason to get another goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. so I think two goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I've got two goalkeepers down. Um one is that I've got a definite second choice, but my first choice, I've got a couple of options. I've mentioned Nick Pope before, um, obviously at Burnley at the moment. I think that's a, a, a decent yeah. step. His career would be Tottenham Hotspur, I think. He I would be. love Nick Pope. Yeah. I would love to have him, but whether he wants to keep going with Burnley and wait for a bigger offer, maybe from one of the bigger clubs later on, because yeah. there are bigger ones that can win trophies. Yeah. But I would love to have Nick Pope. I think he's an excellent keeper. He's got a presence in the box. And his height is always helpful. <laughs> a bit different from Hugo Lloris. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would like to have Nick Pope, but yeah. don't know if that would happen or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that there's uh, obviously a lot of the top teams already have a number one. So, and I think Tom mm. could be there to say you will be number one if you come in. Um, so, I think True, yeah, yeah. definitely a, a good option. Uh, there i've mentioned on previous podcasts i mentioned in the dortmund episode episode we've done um which is due to still to come out um but i mentioned mike miangan um of lille obviously lille top of the league right now he's he's one of the yeah. best in 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 obviously in terms of like really keeping clean sheets he's, he's one of yeah. the best right now um and pinching another keeper from lille in the premier league <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely definitely he's he's a really good player um i'm quite excited to see what he can do um and i definitely think he's going to be also france's number one um probably in the next couple of seasons um i also mentioned a couple of goalkeepers french goalkeepers actually also in the premier league already alfonso Ariola, i think he's been quite unfortunate um mm. at fulham um i definitely yeah. deserves another chance in the premier league um and i, I definitely agree, think yeah. maybe he might be a good option and i also mentioned leeds united's goalkeeper ian Meslier. Um, who I've mentioned that I'm a big fan of. He's really young still. He's uh, about hmm. 21, 22, so he's still very young. So, yeah, I think he's a, a quite an exciting goalkeeper and he's very tall as well, so he, he commands his box really well. Um, Ronan, I'll go to you um, with some of these shouts. What do you make of them? Um, obviously, we've discussed Myangden before, so we don't have to discuss them as much. But what do you think of uh, Ariola and Mesley? What, what do you think of them mainly? Do you think they'll be worthy shouts? I think Ariola, <clears throat> in my opinion, he's a good goalkeeper, but I just think he's an average goalkeeper mm. that's been at big clubs. I don't think he's a bad goalkeeper, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know if he's... It, there's a chance he could definitely be a number one as far as that. There's no question about that. He could mm-hmm. definitely go in there and be number one. Uh, Leeds goalkeeper, he's young. He's a good goalkeeper, mm-hmm. but I do think he's got a mistake in him, um, which I don't know. Like That's just kind of similar to Hugo Lloris. He's got a mistake in him, I feel. I, if I was Spurs, I'd be looking at somebody maybe like Andre Onana at Ajax. I know he might mm-hmm. be a bit a bit mm-hmm. pricey, but if yeah. you know what he's, he's, he's currently, I think he's currently banned that, uh, with yeah, the, the issue. Yeah, that's right. That. That's right. Um, 
I mean, if you want a cheap goalkeeper, a young goalkeeper who's solid, I mean, I've, I've mentioned him before, but I think Livakovic at D- yeah. Dynamo is a great shout. I mm-hmm. think he would do really well in the Spurs, the Spurs mm-hmm. uh, goals. Um, or why not be a bit optimistic? Try it. I mean, I think it, I mean, he's came under a lot of criticism recently, but he's still a very good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. If he's want now, why not try and go for David De Gea? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, be. I know he's on, yeah. I know he's kind of coming up to, what is he, 30 now? 29, yeah, 30. But, I mean, you're, you'll still get a good three, four seasons out of him. I mean, yeah. and I think, just but he, he has, he's not the same keeper that he was, um, but maybe a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Another team in the Premier League, a move to London. I mean, I, I, I think that would be quite a good move for him. I don't know what you think of that, but I, I, I think that would be. I don't think there would be anything really wrong with actually giving it a bash and going mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, I think he definitely needs a, a refresh in his career, David De Gea. So yeah, definitely might be a, an option, um, a cheaper option as well. I don't think Man United would be commanding as high a fee now that they've got Dean Henderson, so they're not as desperate to keep him around. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a good shout. Um, I don't know what you think of them shouts, Ethan. Um, some of the shouts I gave, and, and also David De Gea, or which Ronan said. I think that some of them could be good shouts. I, I, I didn't actually think of David De Gea, but like it could work. Like he would easily get the number one spot and get a couple of years, like you say. But I think knowing Tottenham, they probably want to get a younger keeper that can last yeah. years and can develop and grow. So mm-hmm. they're more likely to go for like the Leeds keeper or Pope or something like that. Yeah. But honestly, I think De Gea could be quite exciting mm-hmm. like to see that happen. And it could show some intent from Tottenham to go after one of the big keepers in the league. Yeah. One that has proven quality. Yeah, so it yeah. would be an exciting one, but I don't think it will happen, unfortunately. Mm. But that would be exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as you mentioned, they need probably a second goalkeeper as well. Obviously, Joe Hart getting older as well. I had a suggestion from a, a far a, a more lower league, um, and that's the Swiss league. There's a guy, young boys at the moment, David von mm. von Balmos. Um, he's a he's a 26 year old goalkeeper, um, but is has played at Europa League level as well. So he's played at a decent level as well. It's it's not like it's played at a bad level at at all. Um, so for young boys this year in in the league, 28 appearances, 20 only 20 goals conceded with 13 clean sheets. So he's he's done a fine job in in a lower league, but in Europa League as well, eight games, 10 goals conceded, and only three clean sheets. But yeah, when you're looking at a team that's maybe not really going to be competing in Europe uh, that yeah. hard, I think that's not a bad figures bad figures to look at. And he'd be very cheap to get. I think you could get probably about um, for for less than five million. To be honest, you could probably yeah. pay a small fee. And to be a second choice goalkeeper, I yeah. think he's it just to be. Shot. Yeah, it just be about convincing them that they'd have to be second choice is the only thing yeah. when you're that a club that in Europa League first choice playing there yeah. to then say oh. Secretary, it, it could be hard to do. So my opinion is when it comes to like a second choice or even third choice, maybe go into the academy. And mm-hmm. like while you have someone like a De Gea or someone more experienced at the front, develop yeah. someone from the youth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it's good for football if you do that as well, rather than spending on people from overseas or different clubs. It's good for the academy and it's good for the youth, English yeah. players want to come up. 
Yeah, definitely. I think they've, got, they've, they've currently got Alfie Whiteman, um, but he's 22 now, so he's he's obviously yeah, he, coming to towards the end of being a, a, a young of being young, yeah. So, and he would take up a, a, a spot in the team. So, I definitely think he's probably not going to get the chance. So maybe, yeah, if there's another young goalkeeper coming through, um, it might be worth a shout uh, to see what happens. I also do like um, the guy that's at, obviously he's at Newcastle, but he's on loan at um, Swansea this year. Um, I forgot his name again. It's, it's going to come to mind. Um, one second. I'll just have a look at his name. But he's a really good young goalkeeper uh, coming through. Um, done a fine season. Freddie Woodman, that's it, Freddie Woodman. So, yeah, he's done a fine job in in the league as well. So he could easily be a good option for, for someone like Tottenham to go for uh, in the championship. He's got 20 clean sheets um, in the championship. That's pretty good so, in the championship. I, but that's the, the, pretty good. But the one thing I'm looking at is that Newcastle will want to probably make him their number one. Um, I think, obviously, they've got yeah. Mark Dabrowska, but I think they'll be looking at it if, 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 as an option for them to make and him. And Darlow's like 30 now, which surprised yeah. me. I thought he was younger than that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's actually in his 30s now. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, but we'll move on to the defence because there's goalkeepers out there. Um, I think Nick Pope is an outstanding, outstanding goalkeeper, and I think... He would be my number one choice, um, but then there's yeah, other I, I other goalkeepers that, yeah. out there. Um, looking at the defence, then I think ugh, the defence is really poor. Um, yeah, it's Ronan, not good. The thing yeah. is, Ronan, we, we were mentioning it in the pod. I think it's about to go out soon as well, which we're talking about underperforming mm-hmm. uh, players. And I think we put Davidson Sanchez as the, uh, one of our centre backs. I think when he's came in, he's 24 now. But do you think he's still got time at, at, at Tottenham to turn it around? Yeah, he's got time. Sorry, I thought you were asking me for No, no, no. I was asking <laughs> yeah, um, that's the only thing he's got. He's got time on his side. Um, so I do think that he, I don't know. Part of me thinks he's just an average centre-back again, mm-hmm. but he has showed glimpses that he is a good centre-back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we I think we need a bit more time to judge Davison Sanchez, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say give him another season to see how he gets on but I wouldn't say he's a bad defender mm-hmm. um, I want to see a bit more of him because again he's been in and out yeah. of the team as well yeah. It's not he's not had a clean slate of uh, consistent matches he's been in and out of the team so I'd like to see him get a, a, a run in the team and see how he does mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I think he's quite an erratic centre back and I think he obviously, obviously I don't know if it's a Colombian thing but he reminds me of Yeri <laughs> At, at Everton as well, oh, yeah, yeah. Quite, they're quite erratic defenders. Um, and Davinson Sanchez is known for that. Ethan, what do you make of him then? Do you think that he still could be the obviously a partner to maybe a number one? Obviously, Toby Alderweireld is number one as well, but he is getting older as well. Um, mm. Do you think that Davinson Sanchez will be there uh, for fu- for the future? It's a really difficult one because yeah, he's young, but like he he's made a ton of mistakes that have led in recent seasons like mm-hmm. and like to make that many oh did they go yeah you, <laughs> to you make that many bit, mistakes yeah. as like a center back yeah yeah to make that many mistakes as a center back is really costly and like it's really difficult i do want to see him more in the team because at the 2018 world cup i remember watching him he, he was really good mm-hmm. he was really good in that world cup but like i just haven't seen that in the league but the problem is he's young but then you've got toby out of uh, yeah, I think and we've then... got some connection issues, mate. There. Um, sorry, I think you cut. Oh, you... sorry. No, it's all right. That's fine. I think I think you, you might want to re- rejoin, mate. Uh, come back and rejoin. 
There we go, mate. You're back. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Hope, hopefully, we'll be we'll we'll be back to normal. So, um, so what's your opinion on Davinson Sanchez then, Ethan? Do you think that he's going to be the main centre back alongside someone? Ah, uh, uh, the problem with Davinson Sanchez is like Ronan was saying earlier that he has got time on his side. He is young, mm-hmm. but it's whether you can afford to have a centre back that you know is going to make mistakes as your number one and getting someone else in. Because mm-hmm. the problem with Tottenham centre-backs right now is you've got someone who makes mistakes, but he's got time in his hands. You've mm-hmm. got someone who's reasonably solid, but he's getting old. And then you've got Eric Dyer, who is just, is either bang average or just is horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you've got Joe Rodon, who's also up and coming. But like, it makes the partnerships a bit awkward to think about. But mm-hmm. like, what I think is what Tottenham need to do is they need to get Potentially, if, if they can, someone experienced in the Premier League, really solid centre-back, who Davidson Sanchez can like almost lean on. Yeah. And then maybe have like Toby out of our for the next year coming in in case Davidson Sanchez is messing up. Because mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, I think Eric Dyer is just no longer good enough for centre-back mm. role, in my opinion. Yeah. But, like, I think Davidson Sanchez has time... And potential to change his fortunes at Tottenham because he has shown flashes of being a really good centre back. He just mm-hmm. just needs a bit more time in the team, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, some I, I I quite like. I think Davinson Sanchez will be a player that will stay there. Um, and you, as you mentioned, you've got Roden and Tanganga, I think as well. Um, young players to come in. So yes. and you've got and you've got all the virals as well as an older head. So I think they need one more. I think I would sell Eric Dyer out of the the a lot of them. I think he's a player that I would try and get rid of whether you'll get any takers is, is yeah. up there but I think a lower team in the in the Premier League might take a, a, a shot on Dyer um, so I think you could get a wee bit of money for him yeah uh, maybe but the player that I thought of um, was a player from Real Sociedad is Robin Lenormand um, he's a French centre-back 24 years old um, I'm looking at whoscored.com and he's got one over one tackle per game, over one interception. Um, it's quite physical as well. Like I remember watching, I was watching the Bilbao versus Sociedad uh, Copa del Rey final, the, the the one that was delayed from the previous year. Mm. Um, and he was commanding. Um, I think what he's really good at is he's really good at um, marking the player out, m- making sure the strikers don't get any space. Um, it's quite pressed upon them. Um, he's also quite a good passer of the ball as well. Um, he's over eight, 85% passes completed in 50 per game. Also gets over 2.4 long balls per match. So he is um, also quite progressive right, with his passing, um, which I know I think Alderweireld was really known for. He's not as good yeah. as Alderweireld, but I think that he could become that. He is 24, so he's not even at his peak yet. So I definitely think he might be a really good option from a club like Sociedad, um, who... Are a club that's kind of like Tottenham, like trying to break into to a top four. Yeah. He's played at Europa League level. Obviously, they got that thrashing by Man United. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's quite interesting to see if he can go further in his career. Um, his mm. price, I'm not sure if he's got a buyout clause at Real Sociedad. Um, I think a, a, a number of La League clubs have that in place. But Transfermarkt have got him down as 18 million. Um, so you're probably saying 25 to 30, maybe. Um, I think 25 million is a, is a good price for a 24 year old. And I think yeah, like, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and there's some of players. Someone commanding. Yeah, 
in defence. Yeah, and there's similar players that have been mentioned before for, for teams like Manchester United. Pau Torres, I think, was mentioned uh, from Villarreal. And I think he's better than Pau Torres um, when I'm looking at his stats. I think when I looked at Pau Torres compared to him, I think he was better in every way, uh, really, this season. So I definitely think he's he's a good option. And we've seen good players come out of France, um, at, come out of both France and La Liga. Obviously, we've seen the likes of, of Americ Laporte. Um, and he kind of reminds me a bit of Laporte. Maybe not as... Um, Agile. Um, I think he's a wee bit more, bit more slower. But I, I definitely think he's a, a a good player. So um, I think he's definitely one to look at for for someone like Tottenham. Um, did, would would that sound good to you, Ethan? Like someone like him? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that would be good. I mean, at at this point, I would take anyone with a good track record at the moment. <laughs> it's yeah. just it, the the, the centre back situation at Tottenham has been so dire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To say the least so like yeah they sound like very good options just someone who can command the box and is confident in that area mm-hmm. yeah. yeah definitely definitely Ronan is there any players that stand out for you it's maybe options for for centre backs is there anyone that you can think of off the top of your head Um, maybe someone like I don't know I mean he's probably been I actually think he was rumoured with Tottenham or in talks with Tottenham at, at one mm-hmm. point but I think someone to come in and kind of take charge of that that defence, someone like uh, Milan Skriniar in mm. Milan, I think he'd be a good signing, and I don't think he would be overly expensive either. Mm-hmm. To good age, he's twenty six, kind of just coming in his peak. Mm-hmm. I think he would dominate at the back. Mm. Uh, I think personally, him and Alderweireld would be really good together, pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one is that Nikola Milenkovic, who plays for Fiorentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've, you've been a big, yeah, you've been a, you've been a big fan of him, haven't you? Oh, I think he's a brilliant player, and I think any team that's going to he'll get snapped up. So whoever gets him, that's that's some signing because I don't think he'll be expensive either mm-hmm. because he's playing for Fiorentina, who they're obviously a big club, but you, you're not going to be spending a lot of money to get him. You're talking mm-hmm. about twenty, twenty-five million probably. Yeah, I yeah. think he's a good yeah. player. Mm-hmm. Um, also, remember you've also got Thingmi to come back as well, who I think uh, he was good under Pochettino. I think Juan Foyth is a good player. So mm. whether like he's to mm. come back as well, he's yeah. on loan at Villarreal. So yeah. mm-hmm. he's yeah. another option that Spurs could have. Obviously, he's That's young. That's true, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know where he'll be in terms of the new manager coming in, if he'll like him. Mourinho clearly didn't like him. That's why he's mm. loaned him out. Mm. Yeah. But um, I think he's another option as well. Uh, even if Davidson Sanchez doesn't work out, you've still got Juan Foyth, who's, I don't think he's, I don't think he's terrible and he's young. He's Again, he's another one that's got potential, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. He's, he's had a fine season, actually, Juan Foyf at, at Villarreal. So, yeah, definitely a player that can come back and maybe maybe s- cement himself self into the side. Um, I definitely think he's he's a good player. So, yeah, that, that's a really good shout. I, I completely forgot about him because, yeah, I think that's the thing. Is <laughs> Same, like, to be honest. You forget that he's even at Tottenham. So, yeah, definitely. Some good shout there. And I also like Malinkovic. I think he's quite a younger player. I think Skriniar is going to cost you uh, quite a lot. So, and I don't think he, compared to some of these options, uh, like Malinkovic, like Lernormand, and obviously Juan Fife coming back, I think there would be good options. So, yeah, definitely. I think one of those, one of those three options. And then get rid of Eric Dyer. Um, we'll move on to left backs. I think the thing is, I don't think they would need to bring in a left back. I think if you can make Sergio yeah, Reggion permanent if you can make Reggie on permanent I think that would be a really good deal I don't think he's done bad at all I don't think he's the most attacking left back 
Um, I think mm. he's maybe not done as well attacking wise this season uh, from fullback, but defensively he's been solid. And Ben yeah. Davies, he's 28 still, and he, he he's injured, but he's got a bad injury history on him, Ben Davies. But he'll do a fine job when he can come in and, and be back up to maybe Reggion. If you weren't yeah, going to yeah. get if you weren't going to get Reggion, um, my shout for left back would be definitely um, someone from one of the German clubs, um, either from Wolfsburg or Leverkusen. So Paolo Ottavio uh, from Wolfsburg and also mm. Vendel from left Leverkusen. Um, both Brazilian left backs. They'd I probably, like Vendel, yeah. They'd, they'd be costing you only 15 million. One of, one of the, either one of them would probably be around about the 15 million pound mark. Um, yeah. I definitely think they're really good players. Vendel is 27 and uh, Otavio is 26. So they're both still of good age um, mm-hmm. and still got a bright future. It, the thing is, it depends on how much Real Madrid would ask. I think if they were asking uh, about 30 million, I wouldn't be buying Reggion for that amount of money. I think you can get a better deal at left back with one of these two. Um, but if you can get Reggion for 20 million, it might be worth just spending that wee bit extra getting him because he is a talented player. I, I did like Reggion at Sevilla um, the year before, and I think everyone was saying that he was a good signing for Tottenham on loan. Um, so definitely think Reggion is, is a really good option uh, to bring in, hopefully permanently. Um, what do you make of, of Reggion then, Ethan? Would you keep him around as your main left-back? I really like Reggion, especially towards the start of the season. Every time he played, he looked really good. Like he, he looked solid, but he also had some threat, a little bit of threat going forward as well. Mm. Yeah, so I, I, I'm quite a big fan of Reggion. I, mm-hmm. I liked it when he played. So, yeah, I thought that we already bought him on a permanent deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the deal was exactly because there was a buyback. Was there a buyback in there as well? Um, maybe, so have you, have, have you bought him or? Yeah, he signed. Um, right. He's just got a buyback. So I, right. I'd, always be, I'd always be prepared uh, for it to sign another left back because yeah. I. Like Real Madrid are the type of team that will buy, buy, buy back. It's just whether they're, yeah. they're happy with Fred and Mendy. But I've got a feeling yeah. once once Marcelo retires or leaves, they'll 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 buy him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely could be the case. And yeah, if there's a buyback clause in there, then and Tottenham got no say, then he might go back. So yeah, definitely yeah. Could, could be the case. We'll move on to the more pressing matter as well at, at right back. I think right back has been a position that Tottenham haven't had anyone yeah. since Kyle Walker really um, to fill that that void really. Well, they had Kieran Trippier, I guess. Um, mm. But since them two have left really, um, they've been stuck with Serge Aurier, um, who yeah. I think is quite a temperamental figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not the best player and, and can get into a lot of bother, can look lazy at times. Um, but does have a good game now and then, so it's whether you want to keep him as your main right back. I don't know. Um, personally, if he's a second choice right back, that's that's an option. It's either between him or Doherty, um, as is that's how it's actually said, not Doherty, Doherty. Um, so I think Matt Doherty. Do you think that he? What did you make of that sign, Ethan? Do you think he's been given enough of a chance? I mean. I thought when you got Doherty, I thought, oh, this could be good. Like, because he did really well at Wolves. I thought maybe he'll, he'll be a solid choice to like replace Trippy. But I have been very disappointed with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I d- there's just, he just hasn't clicked. Yeah. It, I've actually found that this season, Aurier has been, has stepped up a bit. I mean, he's still not like amazing, but he's mm-hmm. done a lot better job than I thought he would. Mm. And he's been good attacking. And his, though sometimes he gets into trouble, like defensively, he might, have a rash challenge every now and then. A lot of the time he's done pretty well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been disappointed with Doherty. And like, he's, what is he, 29, 30? Yeah. And it's like, 
we've brought a player that's 29 30 at right back and he should be he well he, for that age he needs to be good off the bat and it's whether we can afford to give him that time when Aurier is also a little bit inconsistent mm-hmm. yeah. but has been with the club longer yeah so i think right back is a bit is is a bit difficult to be honest mm-hmm. yeah yeah i definitely think i think doherty i think he was quite a, a system player they played in the back five rules i think he was known for being in that system i think he had a lot of cover uh, when he had that when you have that extra center back you do have a little a lot more freedom so I think maybe playing in a back four is is a problem maybe for him um so maybe it's worth either getting I think getting rid of one of them um and keeping one of them around is is the best option I would probably get rid of Aurier I think he's got the most sell-on value to him and probably, I think yeah. that he, he's probably a, a player that he's quite got a te- as I said he's got a bit of a temperament gets in a lot of trouble now and again um so I would probably let him go the right back I think I, I think we all can agree. Noddy Mukiele, um from Leipzig, he's a top right back and, yeah, and should really be getting snapped up by a big club. Um, obviously, they're they're losing Upa Meccano uh, to Bayern Munich, so it's whether Mukiele, um they'll, they'll want to lose him as well is, is questionable. I think he's definitely a good option. But as a second option, I've gone for Jonathan Klaus uh, from RC Lenz. He's 28, Jonathan Klaus, but he's had a... He's one of these players that he's been in the German second division. Um, they bought, they've only bought, they only bought him this uh, the summer just gone. Um, Lens this this time, but he's got three goals and six assists from right back um, or right wing back. Um, so he's quite a a player that's that does like to attack um, and and has got really good defensive defensive stats as well. Um, I think he's one of these players that just to me is bigger than RC Lens. And I think that mm. someone like Tottenham could go in for him, even though he's 28, it'd still give you four years, five years at, um, at a good level. Um, and I definitely think he's he's one to look at. Um, Ronan, you weren't too sure about Mukele when I, I suggested him. What, what do you make of them shouts? Do you think Mukele is a good shout? Or do you think that, again, system players and, and as well? What, what's your opinion? No, I think he's a brilliant player. I just don't think Tottenham would be would well be able to afford him. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think big, he would consider a bigger club. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only reason I, I was kind of not that he's a bad player. I think he would right. he could walk into that Tottenham team mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah. If I was Spurs, I'd be looking at his teammate Lucas Klosterman. I mm-hmm. he'd suit him really yeah. well. I uh, also think maybe like. Another great shout would be Denzel Dumfries, I think. Yeah, um, we mentioned him obviously. Yes, for yeah, I mean, I know he's mentioned a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if you want a cheap option, there's uh, Hugo Mayo. Th- mm. that's, uh, Eagle, yeah. Eagle. He's only 27. Mm. I don't think he would be a, a terrible shout either. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, I think right back's a problem, but I don't think it's a priority for Spurs, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I think they are a problem, but I think there's other positions in the team that need filled first. I mean, right. I know we're going to go on it, but I mean, I think I'd be prepared for losing Son and Kane, so I I would be looking to replace them. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I just a bit. I, I definitely think right backs up there definitely needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends how much money you're willing to spend on the position. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's well, that's the thing. I think money's going to need to be spent. I think Jonathan Klaus is actually the probably the best option. Then I think he's quite a cheap option. Uh, has shown good stats. He's obviously I said twenty eight. Um, but transfer markets only got him at about four million. Um, so it's a cheap option. I think you could probably get him for about ten from someone like Lens who are doing quite well. I think they're fifth in Ligue 1, uh doing quite well. So yeah, would be a good option. Uh, Ronan, have you got another shout? 
Yeah, one more. He's just came to my head, and I think he'd be perfect for Spurs, and it's mm-hmm. Max Adams. Mm-hmm. I think he do it, but whether again you're going to need to pay money, I think. Yeah, I think Norwich were coming up now that that's going to be. Yeah, uh, they'll probably keep him. They'll, they'll want to keep him around. I think. I think they'll be able to lose one of their players. I think they'll be Buendia. I think he'll be the one to leave for them. I think he's likely to go to a bigger club. Um, but I think Norwich are, are smart and savvy and won't want to lose many other players that now that they're coming back to the Premier League. Um, looking into the midfield, I think midfield again, I think they're quite set for midfield Tottenham. I think they maybe need one uh, player maybe at a more defensive level, a more defensive-minded uh, midfielder. It depends... We'll talk about attacking midfield in a sec, but defensive midfield, I think they need uh, cover there. Um, I do like Hoiberg. I think he's done an okay job. Um, but mm. again, you've got Ndombele. I think Ndombele is better when he's an eight, a player that can press, yeah. um, likes to move up the pitch. Um, I think Harry Winks, I would sell. I think you can get some value for him. Yeah. He's not played much this season. I think he's a player that you can really get some value for. Um, Lucelso, I think he's underachieved at Tottenham so far. Uh, been quite. Dis- yeah. I think he has been quite disappointing, but he is a good player. I remember him at Betis; he was a fantastic player and, and really suited them. Suzuko, he's thirty-one. It's whether I, I would try and sell him on, possibly Suzuko. Mm. Again, he could be a squad player, so he's he's okay maybe uh, to keep around as a squad player, but he's definitely not um, your starting central midfielder. Um, so yeah, I think a defensive midfielder. I was suggesting um, for that kind of position I would look at a club that's re- going to get relegated and that's Fulham I'd look to raid one of their two uh, Andre Frank, Zambo and Guisa I think he's been a really good player Yeah, he's been um, good He's a really good player. I think you could easily get him for 15 to 20 million if Fulham do get relegated. Um, or his teammate Harrison Reed as well. I think he'll be around about 15 million. I think they both have shown um, a bit of quality. Um, yeah. And I definitely think they're worth moving into a, a bigger club uh, than yeah. Fulham, especially if they get relegated. So I think they'd be two really good options. I don't know. What do you think of Zambo Anguisa then, Ethan? Yeah, I do, I do like him. I do like Anguisa. Um there's obviously that transition of going from a small club to a big club where you fit in, but possibly with better players around him, he might have the chance uh, to flourish. So that could be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ronan, what do you make of maybe someone like Harrison Reed to, to maybe come into a Tottenham team? Do you think he's good enough? I mean, I don't see Harrison. I, I wouldn't go. reason I wouldn't go for Harrison Reed, I'm not, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he is a good player, but. He's just, I think he's the exact same player that Harry Winks is. So I wouldn't, right. look yeah. at, I wouldn't look at trying to, like, you've got a, a player like that. So why you go for another mm. one like that? Yeah. That's the only thing I'd say about that. Um, yeah. Anguiza, I, I think he's brilliant. I think mm. he's such a good player. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, defensive midfielders. The obvious one, I mean, I, I, I love the guy and I just I hope Liverpool get him but Yusuf Basuma at Brighton is awesome yeah, Basuma, absolutely yeah. awesome yeah. he's a baller um, in terms like I mean another one's maybe again you're paying a lot but if you're looking at a defensive player you're looking at Suzoko's getting on who I think has yeah. been so vital for Spurs Suzoko mm-hmm. I think he's been a brilliant yes. player for Spurs um, but if he's getting on a bit a replacement similar type of player for him I'd say it's maybe someone like Frank Kessie at mm. uh, AC Milan yeah. again you're going to have to spend money to, to get mm. him because he just he's, he, he doesn't stop running the whole match mm-hmm. but uh, no I, I mean I don't I, I, I don't know if they overly need a, a holding player because I think Hoiberg's mm. done a pretty decent job this yeah. season mm-hmm. um, yeah I think yeah 
pretty much, yeah. What, what do you make of that then, Ethan? Do you think that you need a, a defensive midfielder if you've got Hoiberg, or do you think that going for someone like Sam Van Guisa might be quite a good shout? Or, um, I mean, it'd be nice if we got like uh, Anguissa, but I think the thing is, we've got quite a few in there, and like if we had like the sentiment partnership of Hoiberg and Dombele, I think that's a good mix of like Hoiberg who's very defensive, very solid and, and Dombele who can transition the play a bit Mm -hmm. and is good on his feet. So I think again, because there's so many areas of Tottenham that need to be sorted out. I think Mm -hmm. focusing on the midfield wouldn't be wise as Mm -hmm. we've already got quite a few players. Mm -hmm. It's just that we have quite a few players who are like kind of a little bit basic, like Harry Winks, for example, Mm -hmm. like then they're not going to like, say it a lie or get that transition going or mm-hmm. bring in the attack, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I think if we got Anguisa, that'd be great, but I don't want to get Anguisa for, to, in order to sacrifice another position like centre-back yeah. or mm-hmm. maybe an attacker if Kane or yeah. Son did go, for example. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we'll go on to the more attacking players. I'll get your opinion. Does Delhi have, Delhi Ali have a future um, at Tottenham? Do you think he's, he, he can come back into this team now that Mourinho's left, Ethan? Do you think he's got mm. another shot or do you think that is laziness, um, which has been brought out a lot, but Mourinho yeah. brought out a lot in the documentary. Um, he was known for being quite a lazy player. Do you think that Deli Ali has still got a future? Well, that question obviously all depends on the manager that comes in, but mm-hmm. it all—it's it, so frustrating to see a player like Deli Ali, who you know is good because of mm-hmm. he's had two—he had two brilliant seasons—just yeah. go off the pace where he doesn't need to. Mm. And it, it's just not benefit, benefiting him and it's not benefiting the players. If he could just find a season with this new manager and, and force his way into that team and show that he wants it, I think he does still have a future because mm. he is a good player. But I don't know if that's going to happen now because he's got other players around him that are showing how much they want it. Like I think Lo Celso, whenever he plays, you can see that there is a desire there that he is running with the ball and he's trying things. And, but with Deli Ali, it's a bit more difficult, especially behind the scenes with the documentary that you saw. Mm. I think if he can get a manager in that is willing to put the time and effort into motivating Deli Ali, he definitely has something. Mm. But it's that work ethic that I think can be a bit of an off-putting situation, especially mm. when others around him are trying so hard. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the thing as well. I think hopefully... If Deli Ali does leave, I hope he does the similar transition to what has happened with Jesse Lingard. Um, obviously, yeah. we've seen him thrive since he's left Manchester United. So I think if Deli Ali was to leave Tottenham, I think hopefully we could see um, a better side to him and hopefully we can see more of him. Um, because he, as we've seen in his first couple of seasons at Tottenham, he was a fantastic player. He did get known for becoming a bit of a more diver alley, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah. He became known for that. Um, so he really needs to cut that. Hopefully, cut he's cut that out of his game. Um, I'd, I I had one suggestion if he wasn't to to make a, a comeback in this Tottenham team, and that would be Eberechiesi, who's obviously at Crystal Palace. He was a fantastic player. He's had a, a really good, solid first season in the Premier League. Only three goals and, and four assists for this Crystal Palace side, but they're not a very attacking side, uh, Palace. They're not known for too many goals. Um, and I think he has a, had a solid season, maybe one more year at Palace and then maybe taking that step to a bigger club like Tottenham. Um, but I think he's ready for, for, for big things, this kid. And he's, he's 22, mm. so he's got a long future yeah. in the game. Um, yeah. Do you think that would be a really good option, someone like Eberich, Jesse, uh, Ethan? I think it'd be exciting. 
yeah, young player with lots of energy and likes to run with the ball. Yeah, I think it could be exciting. It, it all depends on the Deli situation. But I think with attacking midfielders, I think that will be okay because you've got. I think I I still want to give Lo Celso a good run in the team because mm. I like him. I I like when he's on the ball. I think he's I, I just, he's got good feet and he mm. likes to try things. And if we needed, we could always put more in the center or Dombele mm. could push up. So, though I think it, it's kind of similar with um the Anguissa situation. It would yeah. be nice to have a player like that, but like whether it's necessary, I'm not too sure. Yeah. I I personally think you need one of either a defensive midfielder or an attacking midfielder to supplement mm. it, especially if Ali's not going to come back. Um, yeah. And you've got the likes of Winks is going to leave. Uh, I think I think you sell someone like Winks and die and you've got a bit of money then to spend. Um, so, mm. yeah, I think that's the thing. I do like Mura. I, I think he's a fine player and can and can play a variety of positions. Also, can uh, Stephen uh, Bergvine, uh, he can play a number of positions yeah. as well. So, um, off off the left as well and and through the middle, so there are good players in there to to supplement that attacking midfield if you need to. Um, but I think they're better as wingers, and I, I think you can maybe have someone yes, at, in true. an attacking midfield position, or you can bring in someone like a, an Anguissa, um, to give Indombele and uh, Lacelso a bit more freedom to to push mm. forward. So yeah, personally, I think I go with Anguissa if I had the choice. Out of yeah, more it gives of, the freedom. Yeah. yeah, I think it gives the freedom to the other players. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's some good shouts for midfield, guys. We'll go on to the attack. Um, I had uh, one shout for a right winger, um, and that guy is Tino Kadawari um, from Lyon. I think he's had a fine season, 10 goals uh, for Lyon this year. Uh, He's 25, I think. He is um, slightly older, a Zimbabwean uh, player indeed as well. So um, an interesting nation Mm -hmm. indeed. But he's had a fine season, 31 games for Lyon, 10 goals, 3 assists. Um, is a good player, and I think you could get him on a cheap deal um, as a right winger, as a backup to someone like Lucas Moura, um, could get yeah. him some competition. I think he would probably be about 15 to 20 million. Um, he's 12 million on transfer mark, but then obviously you're saying a wee bit more than what transfer mark value him at. Um, so, yeah, definitely a player that I would look at. Um, do you think you need someone on that right wing, then, Ethan, um, to, be, to be competing with Moura? Uh... I'm. I don't. I don't think right wing needs right. to be. I know that Bell will probably. Also, Bale's gone but... back. So yeah. And yeah. Probably, and I, and I wouldn't sign Gareth Bale because the wages. No, the the wages and the fact that he's thirty one now and the new manager coming. It's just too many uncertainties. But like, I yeah. think um, for right wing, I think that we will be okay personally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I personally think that we'll be alright anyway because. Got Berg, we've got Lucas, we've got Son, who I don't think will be going. Right. So I think that will be good for that position personally. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. I, I just thought that if you've got then four wingers, then it gives you some options. Yeah, options, um, and, yeah. and I think he's quite a cheap, cheaper option as well <laughs> uh, in that kind of mode of someone that can come in, that can do a job and, and won't expect probably first team action every single week. Um, I think he's only just really got into the Leon side uh, this season. I think he was quite a um, not really fancied as much. Um, I think they had like Maxwell Cornet and, and players of uh, like beforehand. Mm. Um, so yeah, he's only really broken the team really this year at Leon. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a good option. I don't know, do you, Ronan. Do you think they need a winger then, Tottenham, or do you think that the three wingers they've got Bergfine, Moura, and Son? Do you think that's enough? Um, I think they need kind of one player. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to to play mm. at the wing. Um, the players that they've got, mm. I, I think it's more depth. The, mm-hmm. the start the starting three are good, but yeah. I just think they need a, a bit more depth there. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Um, I mean, and I would honestly be prepared for for Son to go along with Kane. I think right. both of them might think that Kane yeah. could go. Uh, so mm. I would be looking at that. Like honestly, like Soning Son is. I don't mean any disrespect to Spurs, but Son is too good for Spurs. No, um, I agree. I fully should, agree. <laughs> he, he should be. He he should. He needs to go if he wants trophies. Yeah. <laughs> Along with Kane, um. Yeah. So I would be prepared for him to maybe think about leaving if it's not this season. It's going to be next. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'd be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're looking for a winger. I don't know. Thing means kind of out a favourite UV uh, Federico Bernardeschi. Mm, he's yeah. he's oh, not a bad shit. Yeah. Uh, but again, I mean, until you mentioned Stephen Bergwijn, I forgot that he was actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's been. He's he hasn't player. been in the team recently. Yeah, a, I like him. He's a good player, and I honestly don't think Eric Lamella is the worst backup either. Or, yeah. Like he's not. I, I'm not saying he's not saying he's a great player, but to have as a backup, I don't think mm. it's terrible. Mm. So yeah. I, I don't know in terms of wingers like it's a tricky one I think it all depends if Son goes yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they'll sell both Son and Kane um, it'll be one or the other it'll be, it'll be, yeah. yeah it'll be one or the other it'll be one or the other but it's weird so we'll, we'll go on to Harry Kane because I think he's the one that will it's weird because Daniel Levy he's, he's on a big contract Harry Kane and that's the problem. Daniel Levy ain't going to be selling them for less than 150 or maybe 120 at the the the, the minimum um, that they'd be selling for Kane, especially because he's I think he signed a four year contract, which was mental. I don't know why he signed that kind of deal. Um, if you if you're tempted on moving um, to to another club, um, Ethan, do you think that Harry Kane will leave this summer um, to another club? And and what what do you make of it? Do you think that you'd be not happy to see him go? But would be accepting if he was wanting to leave. The thing is, with Harry Kane, he has been so loyal to Tottenham when mm-hmm. he when he could have easily gone, and no one would have blamed him because the thing is with Kane, he deserves the legacy of winning like the Premier League and winning trophies like the Champions League. He deserves that, mm-hmm. and in all honesty, he is not going to get that at Tottenham, and. As much as I would love Harry Kane to stay, I believe that as a player, he should go to a bigger club and get that title, get that Champions League Cup, whatever it is, because he deserves it. And like, I wouldn't be angry at him at all. And I, at times, I feel like I want him to go because I feel sorry for him because he tries so hard. He's so such mm-hmm. loyalty to Tottenham, barely makes a fuss, gets on with his job. He knows what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think that, in all honesty, he should go. And it's hurt. It's, it pains me to say as a Tottenham fan, but like, it's either this season or the, the slim chance next or the opportunity is going to be gone. Especially with the fact that at this point in time, Aguero is leaving City. Mm-hmm. There is an opening at City. A team you know can win the Premier League and a team that he can fit into with the yeah. players around him, get the goals, get the Premier League. This is a massive opportunity for Kane. Yeah, yeah. And like, he is such a good bloke. He, he's got that maintenance loyalty for Tottenham. He might not take it. And that kind of hurts me because I want to see him get, get a Premier League. I want yeah. to see him get a trophy. Yeah. So if he goes, 
I will be happy for him because I want him to get a trophy. Yeah, you it's want not him to fair be if he doesn't. Yeah, yeah you want it's not fair if he doesn't. If he if he leaves, if he wants to stay in the Premier League and he leaves, it, the only team I'd be going to is Manchester City. If you're going to go to yeah. Man United, I see that as just being absolutely pointless. I think that's yeah. so pointless because he's just going to be in the same boat. I feel as he is at Spurs. Mm. Any trophies, and if yeah. he wants to stay in the Premier League, Manchester City is the only team that I would go to if he wants. Yeah. If he wants to stay in the Prem, other than that, you've got the likes of Real Madrid who could potentially want to sign him. Um, with Benzema getting on, who's still a fantastic striker, mm. by the way. Benzema is yeah, still. Yeah, he is. But um, yeah, he needs to do what Dimitar Berbatov did. Berbatov is in was in the same boat that Harry Kane's in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Berbatov done gave his all every week. A fantastic player, but just couldn't get any trophies. Yeah. So he thought the good of my career, I need to go and I need to get trophies. I deserve trophies. Mm-hmm. Kane's yes. in the exact same boat, and yeah, he did, exactly. he deserved it. He deserves yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I, definitely. And I think he needs to stay in the Premier League as well because I think he wants to get that record from Shearer. Yeah. He wants to get those goals. Yeah. I think if he went to Madrid, that would actually be a massive mistake because you see how they how they treated Bale, even though he got them trophies and stuff. He wouldn't be loved there. He's not exactly got the image yeah. of uh, Galactico. So I think he should go to Man City, yeah. get I, that record and everything. Yeah. I don't think he'd be loved by Man City, though. That's the thing. I don't think he would be loved by Man City. But I understand... Not in the same way I grow, no. But, but <laughs> well, no, not even that. I don't think he'd be loved in, in, in really, in general. Like, he'd be loved He'd be loved in terms of having him and scoring goals at the time. But I don't think he'd be really... I don't know. It depends. But it depends unless he won them mm. a Champions League. That's, that's the only thing. But um, yeah. you never know. I think that it'll be between him and Erlen Holland, who goes to City. Um, I think they're, they're going to be the two main targets for Man City. Um, mm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because they do need to replace Sergio Aguero when he leaves um, yeah. the, the end of this the season. Um, is there any suggestions for strikers just to wrap up, guys, um, before we wrap up today's pod? Is there any suggestions to replace someone like Harry Kane? Um, Ronan, is there any shouts that you've got? Um, if you're looking for a player similar to Harry Kane, I'd be looking at maybe somebody like a cheaper option is somebody like Andrea Bellotti to you know I think he'd be a good yeah, shot no goal scorer mm-hmm. uh, he's a, a all out poacher he'll get mm-hmm. you he could get you 30 goals a season 25-30 goals a season mm-hmm. but the one that I think that Spurs should go for you might not agree but I think he deserves a big move he's been at a big club already but he's not he did, he's, his injuries totally let him down I think Danny Ings totally deserves a chance mm. and I think he would suit Spurs because he's very like Kane in the way that he drops deep mm. he, he likes to be part of the team he's always in the right place and he scores absolute crackers as well mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that he Danny Ings deserves another chance at a big club in mm. my opinion it yeah. didn't work out at Liverpool you're not no. going to get started over the likes of Salah, Firmino, Manny. You're you're not going to get a game over them. Plus, he had two horrible, horrible injuries that that like he was out for the best of two seasons. Mm. So, uh, he's he, he's proven that he has got it. And like people might say, Danny Ings is best at these mid-table clubs, but I honestly think he deserves another chance at a big club. And mm. if Kane goes, I think that's his chance. Mm. To, to go to Spurs and prove that 
he can be a starter at a big club and mm-hmm. I think he would score lots of goals. Yeah, it could yeah. be a Robbie Keane situation if we did have Danny Ings, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind that. At, considering it would be a replacement for Kane, would be yeah. a pretty decent one. Yeah. yeah, is there any other suggestions you've got, Ethan? Because I've got a couple, but I'll, I'll get your opinion. Is there anyone that stands out to you apart from Danny Ings? Is there anyone that you can think of? You see, I've brought this from my memory, having the thought of having to replace Kane. So <laughs> I haven't really been looking around, yeah. to be honest. Play, playing that it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just something like that, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've got a couple of suggestions. I think a player that's been mentioned a number of times for a, a move um, is at Wolfsburg as well, Veghorst. Um, he's a big guy, quite a okay. huge guy indeed. Um, he's got 20 goals in the Bundesliga this year um, and eight assists. Um, is very much a hold-up player. Is six foot five, I believe. Um, so a very tall, physical player. Um, and yeah, I still think he's got a a shot at going to a Premier League club. The other thing is, well, going for maybe a Championship player. Ivan Tony having a really good season for yeah. Brentford. Twenty-nine goals this year. Um, since coming from League One, coming from um Peterborough, um, he joined yeah. and he's he's been fantastic. Made made the championship his own really um, yeah. and if Brentford don't get promoted I definitely think he'll be moving to a Premier League club and I think Tottenham's worth a shout um, yeah I would like to see Tony yeah, yeah he's, he's 25 years old um, still got a long time so um, definitely probably about 20 million you could get him for uh, from Brentford I think so yeah, yeah. Th- that, that's my two suggestions um, yeah I, I, but as you said Danny Ings I think deserves another chance Ronan so yeah really good yeah. shout there um, so yeah, I think that's a, a good way to wrap up tonight's pod, guys. Uh, it was great to have you on, Ethan. Um, and Thank get you very much for having on your, me. On your, on your club, because yeah, they're quite an interesting club, Tottenham. Um, I don't know if they'd be considered a top six, but supposedly to Florentino Perez they are. Um, so that's that's quite an interesting thing. Well, that but, man doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah he, doesn't, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He says we don't like football, do we? So, nah, uh, we, we don't like football at all. We, do. don't, we, don't, we don't like doing it. So yeah, no, but uh, it was good to talk about Tottenham and hopefully we see them um, being successful for yourselves and, and hopefully we see Harry Kane uh, be successful even if he does leave Tottenham. Um, so yeah, so... Thanks again for listening, guys. If Ronan, also thanks for, for being my co-host as usual. Um, we can get on at Theo next week for, for missing another another week in Skyven because that's what we like to do. We like to rip him because of, of that. Um, so yes, yeah. absolutely blessed when Theo. <laughs> we, do, we don't get any stupid comments. That's always a good thing, don't we? We, we? we don't get any like curry comments or, or random random analogies that he comes. Out. I call it calling people pineapples and that. <laughs> yeah. You'll need to let, listen to that episode when it comes out, Ethan. That you, you, you'll enjoy Theo's comments because he's. I want to hear about this pineapple. He's, he's, he's quite a dafty. He's quite a dafty. I'll tell you that. But yeah, no. Thanks to all our listeners uh, for listening tonight's pod to about Tottenham, um, and we hope you enjoyed the pod. Tell all your friends, your family, your work colleagues, and and all all that you know that love football about us, and hopefully we'll get um, our listeners growing and growing. Um, and yeah, so. Make sure you subscribe um, and follow all on all our platforms on podbean.com, on iTunes, on Spotify, and also follow us on Instagram at the Infact Fanatics Podcast and also on Twitter as well at, at the Infact Fanatics. Um, so make sure you follow on there. Um, and check all, all, all the previous episodes. There's still a few to get edited and uploaded. So make sure you keep an eye out for them. And yeah, keep on listening to us. So anyway, we'll catch you later, guys. And bye for now. <laughs>